This is another bottle down on Co-op Radio, KOOP Hornsby, Austin, 91.7 FM, and KOOP.org. I'm your host, Mark Rayshap, here to appreciate wines from all over the world and to talk with Austin's leading wine professionals, from winemaker to sommelier and everyone in between. Now it's time to put another bottle down. Good afternoon, Austin. Thank you so much for tuning in on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you to Undercover Greg for a wonderful edition of the Andean Hour. Hilka, we miss you. We'll see you next week. All right, we've got a wonderful show for you today. Of course, we talk about wine and the wine industry here on Another Bottle Down, but we can't help to cover the Austin food scene and the amazing restaurants that we have here that are such an amazing compliment to wine. So on today's show, we have live in the co-op studios, Jesse Cape. She is the food editor of the Austin Chronicle. We've done this for three years now, uh, the uh, featuring the Austin Chronicle on this show. They come out with their yearly first plates edition, and that is on the newsstands and uh, and online right now, featuring the top 100 restaurants. Jesse has been working furiously to put this thing together, and we're going to hear all the ins and outs and all of the amazing things that she has discovered along the way. Later in the show, we'll have Jorge Trujillo Lopez. He is from Spain, and we'll be talking about the uh, vineyards of Galicia. So stay tuned. All right, Jesse Cape, thank you so much for being in the co-op studios and for putting out this uh, Chronicles edition of The First Plates. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, so, um, you know, you've been food editor, official food editor since September mm-hmm. of last year, right? Correct. And and this is like the, the tete de cuvee. This is the, um, the, 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 uh, the thing that you've been working really almost, uh, you know, how many months, eight months to put together, right? Right. We, it's kind of a funny joke. We, uh, my writers know how much I love Google Docs. And so I started a Google <laughs> Doc months and months and months ago, just kind of starting to frame it out and putting a feel out for what we wanted to do and um, the angles we wanted to take. And um, from there, it just kind of blossoms out. Yeah. If, for folks who are not familiar with the First Plates edition of the Chronicle, what uh, can you give us the broad brushstrokes of you know what the real goal is to, to, sure. to be doing? So there's top lists that people put out all the time. So this list is more of what is defining Austin right now, like a snapshot almost. This is Austin's food scene right now. These are the players and, you know, it's what we found through um, a lot of Google Doc work and a lot of emails and a lot of visiting restaurants and a lot of phone conversations and um, so on and so forth was that there's a real push to make the food scene even more accessible um, and to get people interested in it that might not otherwise be. And just it kind of gives a more uh, it's it makes it 
easier to make it a more diverse scene if more people obviously can be involved in it. Right. So we kind of tried to focus on that as well. Yeah. So, and, and that's quite a task, right? Because, because restaurants are popping up all the time time. and keeping, what is it like to, to keep your finger on the pulse of the, of the restaurant openings? What's in vogue? What's kind of not succeeding? Can you give us some trends that you've seen in the, in, in the past uh, time that you've been working on this? Sure. Um, you know, there's things like you said, changing every day. I mean, even as, uh, it seems like a small thing, but it can change the entire scope of a restaurant when a chef comes in or a chef goes out or there's a whole new drinks program. Right. The little things that, you know, the the average person might not think shift things really do. Um, and it changes the dynamic. So one thing we did this year um, was kind of look at how big the trailer scene, the food trailer scene has gotten and how right. influential it's become. So we actually separated those out from the bigger list this year. Yeah. So, so there's almost like a full section for trailers that there are is. making their mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how many, how many uh, trailers appear on that list? I mean, it's We diverse. have 30 this year, wow. which I mean, was difficult to get it down to even 30, yeah. so, as you can imagine. So. Now, what is your process? I mean, are you eating at all of these places several times? And, and like you said, if there's a change of the guard, you have to revisit it. Right. It's incredible. Right. Well, and it is quite an undertaking for one person, which is why I have a super awesome team. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, we kind of take turns doing things, but it basically starts with everybody compiling their overall um, list of things, just if off the top of their head, what they think it would be. And then we parse that down and go over things. And you have people who are throwing down like this restaurant absolutely has to be on there or, right. you know, or, and I disagree or agree. And we go from there. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And, uh, not only is it, uh, are you choosing the restaurants that define the Austin scene, but you're also almost breaking it up by neighborhood. We do. And, and, uh, and so that can kind of act as a, as a guide for folks who, who want want to explore new neighborhoods or they want to uh, discover things that are in their their neighborhood as well. Um, that ha- that concept has been around for a long time and, and does it, it works, right? It works. And I mean, it's no secret that traffic in Austin is a little tricky. Right, right, so right, right. it helps to kind of say, like, you know, this is the area that I'm going to be in tonight or this is the area I live in. Um, so what is in that area that, you know, the Chronicle recommends. So it helps that way. Um, it also helps us just kind of to get a bigger picture of what's going on and trends that we're seeing. Like the East section is enormous again this year. Right. Because there's lots of restaurants popping up over there. Right. So is, is that, so if we talk about trends as to what, what neighborhoods are really hot, would you say that the East side is the most so, or, uh, is, is there other broad, or is there other trends that we can be discovering? Well, we actually, had to break it up to East and Lower East because it's that big. (laughs) So that kind of puts that into perspective. Downtown is always, you know, hopping and there's new restaurants in and out of downtown all the time, uh, which is interesting. But um, yeah, there's quite a few coming up in the Burnett area and that region um, over the past year or two. Um, And there's some cool stuff over there that we wrote about. Right. You describe this issue as being irreverent uh, to, to a certain degree. What uh, can you explain that is is it talking about kind of food that's breaking boundaries um, is it and it's not all uh, o cuisine the, the hoity-toity stuff right it's right. it's a little bit of everything it is I mean that's part of the reason we featured a Frito pie burger from Lebowski's on the cover <laughs> right. um, and it goes back to you know just putting making it more accessible um, we do have some extremely high-end restaurants on there sure. but we also have 
like I said, the trailer list. Um, and, you know, we have several featurettes this year that uh, we have the bowling alley featurette. Yeah. And then we have Veronica Muse did one on Indian tacos. So it's taking all these spices and flavor profiles from traditionally Indian cuisine and putting it in something that Austin's very familiar with, which is a taco. Right. right. Is that, um, so, so is, is, is the taco hot right now? Is it in a, or it's always been for sure, but it's, um, it's like our mascot food. If I had to give one Austin's food is, is tacos. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, and you do provide a somewhat of a, uh, well, you do provide a top 10 list and we do want to remind listeners that views and opinions expressed here, uh, do not reflect those of the board of directors co-op as a station volunteers or staff. Um, can you talk about some of your, your top 10 list sure. and, and what is, uh, was it a surprise? I'll, I think that one of a few of them were a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these are my favorite restaurants. These are the restaurants that you know I I want to go to. And if if I have friends popping in town, where do you go? These are some of the ones I right. recommend. It's very difficult to pare that down to ten. I would right. say you know because I could rattle on twenty twenty five choices for them, but. Um, Suerte is new. They're doing some really wonderful things. Come is not new, but they're consistently excellent. And they're in that new space down on airport. So, um, that's cool. And did, right. They moved and they did, did. That, did that, did that elevate the cuisine? Did that affect it in, in some way? Uh, it did. You know, they expanded the menu and shifted things a little bit. They also now have a full bar, uh, which definitely makes things more interesting too. <laughs> right. But, um, right. They don't have to get around with sake cocktails and all that kind right, of stuff. Right. Exactly. Although the those are delicious too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Hopfield, several people were shocked to see that one on there. Um, it's I went for the first time uh, early last year and have been I could not even tell you how many times since then. Right, and and so. that's kind of like the French bistro beer bar. Uh, there's an interesting wine list, um, and, and it's like a neighborhood uh, French bistro style, right? It is, and it's interesting to me also because there's several different dynamics just in the space itself. You've got your pub sort of front, and then you've got your more romantic French bistro kind of feel in the middle. And then out back, there's a fantastic patio where you can just drink beer with your friends. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're here talking with Jesse Cape, who is food editor of the Austin Chronicle. We're talking about the First Plates edition, which is on newsstands right now and available online at theaustinchronicle.com. Um, and, and so, you know, were there any surprises that, that, I mean, we talked about hop fields and were there any, any cuisine that was, uh, you know, kind of a surprise to you that, that made the, the cut or that you're quite jazzed about? Uh, there was quite a few, there are quite a few Asian restaurants on there, um, which yeah. is not necessarily a surprise, but just something that really sticks out with me. Um, I think we had nine Japanese inspired or style restaurants um, alone and that you've got pan-asian chinese korean all sorts of kinds of um, asian fare on there but not to mention we really tried hard to get as many different types of cuisine in this issue as we could right right and we see um you know some of the star chefs making an appearance Mm -hmm. um and uh and and there's really a nice cross section of everything so uh, i i think that it's really well done in that in Thank that you. sense um well where where you know i i've had several people on here talking about how austin cuisine is almost going more casual and, mm-hmm. and not 
not, uh, you know, and, and that kind of gets to what you were talking about as dining being accessible to everybody with sure. the, is, is that a trend that you, you keep on seeing? It is. I mean, you certainly, Austin certainly has no shortage of very expensive, very high end chic restaurants. And those are lovely. And, you know, it, they're wonderful to go to if you can afford those, but most people cannot. Um, so I feel like a lot of um, menus are kind of shifting in a way that they can balance using really high-end ingredients and sourcing locally and you know doing sustainable meats and whatnot with putting it at a price point that people can actually go to the restaurant and taste those things. Right, right. Yeah. Well, what can I ask you one of your favorite single dishes? Is, is, I oh, mean, gosh. I know it's so hard to, and I'm putting you on the spot here, um, but, uh, you know, or maybe maybe something that comes to mind that, that you just thought was, wow, the, the, the fusion of those flavors or, or that just knocked it out of the park. Well, and the number one spot is El Dorado Cafe, and they have uh, a short rib salpicon that is absolutely delicious. And whether it's just on your plate and you make it your own style of taco with all the accoutrement they provide, or you know you do it as they suggest, it's wonderful right. and super juicy and and flavorful. they do almost a salsa bar, so you can yeah, they have f- I believe five different salsas, which wow. is interesting. Wow. Well, well, wonderful. Jesse Cape, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show Thanks and, 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 you know, keep up the, the keep, uh, keeping your finger on the pulse of the dining scene is so difficult. And so, you know, really keep up the great work and, and stay in touch and, uh, and we'll keep following you. So, uh, Jesse Cape, the food editor of the Austin Chronicle for the first plates edition is an insert that is now, uh, on the newsstands and online at austinchronicle.com. And any final thoughts, uh, uh, you know, I know that that co-op and, and the Austin Chronicle is always, uh, you know, there's always a, a good uh, brother, brotherhood there as well. Absolutely. So, um, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.